This is Michael Vizi in Cardiff. And my question to you is, where do you see opportunity in business right now? So I'm Michael. I'm down in Cardiff, hopefully for the last time. It's back to its usual tricks. So frizzling here, uh, as it has 10 to in the west of Britain. And I've been busy, you know, getting my house ready and employing various people for the purpose. My wife and I have also been buying um, a house recently. And so the whole thing of property or real estate and, and the, the business opportunities that surround that is very much at top of mind. So um, this is a broader business opportunity question. It could apply within e-commerce. It could also be broader than that, depending on where you're at with your business journey and how willing you're going, you are to go broader. Um, so let's think about this. I mean, when there's a problem on the supply side, that's an opportunity for the person supplying, i.e. if you sell services or products in that area. And um, property or real estate, I think in a lot of places in the world, is incredibly old school compared to many other industries, such as e-commerce. E-commerce has made retail digital. If you compare the building trade to that, or even the building trade compared to manufacturing tasks. So tasks that were done in the Victorian era by hand are now done by robots. And cars are being made by, you know, a single robot will build a car with maybe one human operating, right? I'm not saying that's good or bad, but that's just how it is, you know. Um, so owning a manufacturing plant it is very powerful in that context. Now, when it comes to buildings, um, it is possible to have a building manufactured in advance in a similar sort of way that you would manufacture other items. But it's very unusual, isn't it? I know one person who's done that and it happens to be not at the lower end of the scale, but the very rich end. Somebody whose um, partner is in, you know, heading up a Fortune 500 company or, you know, in fact, a FTSE 100 company, I believe. So, you know, they have serious money and they got a house built for them in Germany and then shipped over to the UK. Um, but that's the only exception that proves the rule. And the rest of the time, houses are built using, you know, some power tools that didn't exist in the Victorian era, but, you know, the labor and the processes are more or less the same. It's, it's manual labor. You know, people dig a trench using <clears throat> a tractor maybe or something. Okay, so that's like, you know, early 20th century technology, and they maybe use power tools, which is probably a mid-20th century technology book. But, you know, a lot of it is people hammering nails by hand and, you know, sawing things and, and carrying bricks up by hand, and there's a lot of manual labor. So, construction houses it tells me that if somebody's willing to change that there could be some major disruptors in that industry if they're willing to change it um but if not there's a shortage of labor in the uk so if you can deliver the labor especially specialist labor you could make a killing i think and this brings me to the second thing you know that what the guy who who built um pimlico plumbers did moved from being a plumber himself to creating a, a decent plumber. I've already mentioned it's very hard to get a good plumber in the UK, apparently, or well, in London. Anyway, um, not so hard in Cardiff, but certain locations, like I've heard that in New York, it's pretty much impossible in New York City. So plumbers and electricians, obviously they apply to the construction side, but unlike builders, they don't just apply to, you know, um, construction or modification or improvement of properties. They apply to owning it because you know everyone's going to have things that go wrong and need repairing so again that's another great opportunity and i think that what pimlico did in plumbing in london could be done in many other places i mean maybe cardiff um same in electricians same with plumbers uh, for starters so again those are manual trades and notice that the technology probably has improved a lot but 
electricity itself as you know electrical installations have probably got a lot more complex than they used to be i used to live with a french electrical engineer and it's complex stuff but the way that problems are solved is normally manual labor at least low low level residential stuff you don't use robots normally to build electrical systems and you don't normally i think use a great deal of technology to actually install them i mean yes to create them design them maybe use computers so that's the, that side. And then let's think about the actual process of buying an existing property. Well, the law is reliably complex in the UK. And as I understand it in the US, I don't have any personal experience of buying property or real estate in the US. But the law in England, and I can only speak to England and Wales because those are places I bought property. They're similar, but they're not quite the same, by the way, now. Um, goodness, it's complex. Um, it's messy. For example, I've got a, my wife and I own a flat that technically has a sort of theoretical obligation to repair the local chancery or chancellery. I can't even say it. So the local church, basically, and that's built into the lease, although it's kind of never called on and there's been various legal changes, but that's messy. And you have to get some kind of insurance to make sure that if you should theoretically be called on to repair the local church, it well, could be a cost of hundreds of thousands of pounds, I guess, uh, given that they're made of stone and presumably specialist work is needed. Um, you have to buy insurance against that. So that's one thing we've just done with a house that we bought. So that's just an example of just some slightly odd things you get in English law. But I'm sure that the Americans have just as many odd laws hidden away on the statute book somewhere or common law precedents that are kind of odd. So what that tells me is um, there is an opportunity that will be reliably driven by government legislation to make money as a legal provider in the property or real estate world. Um, now. Has that been reformed? Actually, law, like a lot of knowledge-based work, has been uh, digitized to quite a large extent. The lawyers are most at risk of getting their jobs taken by artificial intelligence, which it turns out is more the future than robots. And if you look back 100 years to say, uh, what's the Fritz Lang very famous movie? Metropolis, I think. It was some famous robot. I think it's a 1920s film, so it's almost exactly a century ago. And the vision of the future involved physical, mechanical developments. What we've actually ended up with in the sort of early 21st century is digital thinking level developments, but not so many mechanical ones. I mean, sure, some workers work has sorry, some warehouse workers have been replaced by robots. Funnily enough, I've got some tenants who, who live in this house here who work in warehouses and they deal with robots, but they still need humans. Whereas you can probably largely replace a sort of junior level paralegal or sort of low level lawyer with chat GPT-4 to a degree, as long as you did a hell of a lot of fact checking. Now, don't try this at home folks, because you might go horribly wrong. Chat GPT-4 may be not the most reliable thing, but, you know, even if it can't do it now at the time of, of recording, August 2023, I think that, to be honest, by the time you get to um, maybe even late 2023, certainly very, very soon, that may well be something you can do. By the way, again, example, look at that. I mean, it's nothing unusual, but it's a, slight, a skip. It's a house made of bricks, which are, you know, fired mud <laughs> constructed by human labor, held together with bits of concrete, which is, you know, uh, technology that the, well, not concrete, sorry, it's cement, but that's a technology the Romans had down 2,000 years ago. <laughs> Example of how it hasn't really changed, but the law has changed because it's knowledge-led. So there's opportunities and threats. If you buy a traditional 
legal practice, they may be under threat from artificial intelligence, cheaper alternatives or legal zoom or whatever, you know, free conveyancing. Although I wouldn't necessarily advise buying a substantial property in the UK without getting professional legal advice, just to be clear. Um, I guess I'm biased because my dad made his living, um, doing things like that. He was a solicitor, uh, then no course of lawyer, and he did a lot of conveyancing, buying and selling houses, but you do want to get it right. <laughs> But that, that is under threat from AI or, or, you know, is an opportunity if you're an AI developer. So that's the legal side. What else have we got? Okay, buying and selling, that includes estate agents. Again, I would argue that that has been digitized to quite a large extent. Rightmove and Zoopla are the most famous examples in the UK of websites you'd use to shop for property and whether you're buying or renting um, yourself or renting out a property or selling a property. And people tend to still use estate agents, but they've not proven their value that much. I think they are prime for disaggregation, which is to say you remove the person from the middle of the, the supply chain and, you know, you're going to save the person selling the house 2% of the purchase price, which in the UK, if you're selling a property, I think like the sort of median property price in London is like about £500,000, now half a million pounds. Um, this is probably not true. It's probably true for, for houses anyway uh in in the uk but say medium property price in the uk is about three quarters about a quarter of a million two hundred fifty thousand pounds so if you're giving away two percent of that to an estate agent that's five thousand pounds that's a pretty major incentive to save that kind of money uh to do it electronically whereas if you're you know so if you're running a traditional estate agents is there a roll-up opportunity yes could that be threatened by technology i think so but if you're in a technology space in the lettings management um selling buying and selling of properties i think there's great opportunity um i could go on right but i mean there's uh lots of other things you can do but the point is when you find a difficult area as a consumer that always tells me hmm, there's an opportunity here on the selling side of that equation and the service providing or um physical product providing now um You'll notice most of the things I've talked about are services. Now, there are actually, of course, always material things that go with any of those that you could specialize in supplying. So I've got one of my clients in there, uh, Tanker Collective Mastermind, is, uh, specializes in supplying, uh, I suppose you would call it specialist uh, things of the house. I always try and make sure I absolutely don't reveal what my clients are selling. But, you know, it's basically specialist things that you might use in interior decoration. And there's always thousands of potential products there um which is fine i, I just think you're just going to make sure you find a demand which is undersupplied that's getting harder and harder to do on amazon i've got to say um so at some point um whilst i still i'm going to stick to what i know and understand and have contacts in that is the amazon private label and custom product space for a while at some point the logic um pushes you the business logic supply and demand and indeed the profit and loss that one sees across the industries and, and cash flow and balance sheets and all the other financial metrics pushes well in the direction of other sectors sometimes. And I've got to say, I'm kind of by curious about uh, various property services and various property um, uh, products less. And one thing that's curious about is being a landlord of residential property because the supply and demand is not particularly in your favor in an area like Cardiff, where you know, it's a student-led town, there's lots of supply, lots of demand. Overall, supply and demand is in your favor in the UK because there aren't enough houses built, but that's another story. Um, but uh, there is some legislation and financial aspects that aren't so tasty anymore. 
anyway, that's another discussion, but I just wanted to put across my thoughts around this because this is sort of way that I think you can discover genuine business opportunity as opposed to just kind of trying to find an artificial opportunity just because you want to make some money. If you, you have nothing wrong with wanting to make money, but if you find a gap between supply and demand organically and repeatedly, I think that's an amazing clue that you should be looking at creating a product or service. Sorry that today's example has been more service oriented. Um, it'd be nice to get an eat product example. Um, I'm off to buy a, a re-grouting gun now, um, but that's pretty generic. I wouldn't suggest anyone's going to make a killing selling those. So can't give you an eat product example. But anyway, thanks for listening.